Welcome to Parking Lot Drunk with Sean Burke and Christian Senrud. You literally tried to bike. Hey, stop it. You have been a pill all morning, sir. God damn it, my goddamn last nerve, dog. We're back for our quarterly podcast. <laughs> That's it, gang. We're here with uh, our our first quarter projections and uh, kind of getting after it. Q1, we're here. Yeah. It's been a, how, how is your uh, new year starting off, Sean? How's your resolutions? How are they holding up? Your gym membership? Just completely falling apart. Um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't done... I've been really about managing expectations in my later adult life where I'm like, I'm not even going to set myself up to fail. So no New Year's resolutions, <laughs> nothing like that, because I know it's not going to last. Um, what about yourself? Yeah, you have same, any, same. You I'm, have any goals for the new year? No, I've, uh, last year I was like, I'm going to I'm going to try to better myself. And this year I was sort of like, well, that didn't fucking work. So <laughs> I tried that. So how, how about we go the other way? And I'm just like, let's just. It's, is this just the start of the slow descent? Is this just giving up, being like, I'm going to gain 60 pounds. I'm going to rack up my debt to $30,000 on credit cards alone. Yeah. And uh, then we'll just see what uh, 2025 looks I wanna like. I want to get into the mode where people see me and they're like, whoa, he gained a lot of weight. And then people see me again and they're like, I think Sean has cancer. <laughs> <laughs> just, just have a fluctuating diet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, is he okay? A bad diagnosis. I've seen a few people like uh, that have like YouTube channels do that, where they have to put out a disclaimer like, "I'm not dying. I just got healthier. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I like, just don't eat as much bread anymore yeah. and processed sugar. I just don't eat uh, hamburgers for every meal. So, oh, after I just have a hamburger, <laughs> rub it in my face, Sean. Moderation, man. That looked damn good, though. It was. It was delicious. It was my poor man's version of the yellow paper burger burger. Chopped chilies, fucking chili pepper. I had honey nut Cheerios because I uh, had a conversation with my doctor talking about my cholesterol is spiking. <laughs> so you got the honey nut. So that's about the the limit of that. It was like uh, I'm gonna try to diet and exercise. No, I'm just gonna eat honey nut Cheerios. I my my dad has had a doctor uh, say he's had cholesterol problems, and I like that my mom's response was. Yeah, he's probably fine. He just ate a lot of oysters last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. He nah. just spiked the uh, the results that one time. I think he was just a. <laughs> I think it was just the the survey time. Like, yeah, bring him back in a month. We'll see. Oh, little gnaw boy. He is a little nibbler. Yep. Oh my goodness. Little butter. He's a cutie though. God damn you. That was the dog walk is the quickest way to find out how underslept and um, dehydrated I am because I just like if I'm like cool on the walk if I'm patient I know that I've uh, I've been I'm in the in the fucking sweet spot but when I start getting real impatient and irritable with them I know I'm like oh you're mad at these adorable furry creatures for just being who that they, what you they are brought to your house yeah absolutely yeah. and they're like. And you're taking them on a, on a walk, and they're just like, oh, I'm going to smell this, and I'm going to stop here, and I'm going to pee here. And you're like, I got to go. <laughs> like, all right. shit to do. Daddy needs water and a nap. So yeah. I've noticed that. I'm sorry. Uh, to a lesser extent than that, when, like, the day just feels stacked against you, and, like, having somebody like me that is th that has happened to quite a few times where I'm like, it's just one of those days. All right. This yeah. is it. Uh, fuck. Fuck Tuesday I, yeah. this week, I guess. So. That's how I was the day my bicycle got stolen, where I was just like, all right, fuck it. I just, there's no winning. I just got to be prepared for getting butt, like, you'd make two steps forward, and then life's going to knock you five back, and yeah. that's just what it is. And it seems like that was a touch the stove moment of like, wow, all right, I can do this differently from now on. I don't trust anybody. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I've been I've been thinking of that lately, where I, because like a, a, a couple months ago, my parents were like, you know, in they're out on the East Coast or Midwest, whatever you want to call it, and they see the news like, is California really that bad? And I've been holding on to the, like, it's really not that bad. Like, we do have a lot of unhoused, and we do have crime, but, yeah, you know, it's it's nothing more than... The wage gap is uh, yeah. ever-growing. It's, not, it's nothing. 
I mean, it's it's as bad as it's ever been. I don't know that it's worse. And then like a couple things happen to me, and I'm like, it's as bad as it's ever been. We need to fund the police. This is a fucking escape from New York where Snake Plissken has to fly in. Yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna buy. I'm buying guns. Like, I'm not. Even, the cops don't do shit. I'm just gonna fucking scare. We need a neighborhood watch. We need a violent neighborhood watch where we, we just need the start, guardian angels with their berets scaring these fucking idiots out of here, and then they yeah. don't fuck with us anymore. And it's like. Yeah, I've been uh, playing with a joke about that. and like, you're really only as liberal as the amount of crime that's happened to you recently. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. Because as soon as shit starts happening to you, then you're like, you know what? I do It makes want you gun. realize how thin the veil of society is. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> because, like, one thing can happen, and you're like, oh, there's no rules? Fuck it. Black Friday, give me that TV. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, do I need to light a homeless camp on fire just so they need to understand that they're not welcome here? <laughs> You know, I don't. I understand that you need to be somewhere, but it's not fucking yeah. here anymore. I'm just gonna set up raids on uh, <laughs> homeless encampments, <laughs> or just start like driving a van around and throwing them in the back, and then being like, "All right, Beverly Hills, they're your problem now. <laughs> Fuck you." I feel like if I was a homeless person, which I don't think I uh, am that far off from, um, it's one paycheck away. <laughs> yeah, I feel like everybody is right on that that razor's edge, but. Um, I'm sure that the police presence would be more uh, more pronounced in those areas, but it's like, why are you why are you in Venice? Like, even the people that live in Venice look like they're living in a homeless encampment. Like, just go up north. Like, go a little farther north up to Santa Monica or something <laughs> and make your stance known to, like, the ultra-wealthy and be like, oh, yeah, there's a problem here. You guys uh, kind of have to deal with this. Yeah, I don't know what the, the answer is because it's just like – it's just – like working all around LA and driving around and just like there's areas that are just like this is fucking like uh the the demilitarized zone the DMZ yeah the D, it's like the DMZ, DMZ. in the green areas where it's just like <laughs> this feels like the fucking wire where anything goes like transactions yeah. in broad daylight and then other areas you're like well there's tents and stuff but it's well just it's also like, insane that Skid Row even exists like well, most cities see like a, a unhoused problem and they're like hey let's address this uh los angeles puts it on the map and says cool yeah. we're done skid row is literally on google maps and it's yeah. been there since the fucking 50s i think yeah like, the the origin of skid row is is 60 to 70 years old and like it's just it, it, i don't know it's just the same shit as everything else and i get there's like because i think a lot of la unhoused people have there's a mix of like people that are really unhoused and they can't find a job. They can't do this because of other extenuating cir- circumstances. But you also have a contingent of like, oh, I'm just a bohemian type. Uh, I have a trust fund, but I, I live on the streets because I'm a I'm a Jim Morrison type in Los Angeles. So like you have that type of sack where you're like, fuck you, go home, yeah, do something. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's a lot of. Uh, it's just weird that we wouldn't even address it, and we would build more condos and townhouses well, I'm pretty instead. Sh- I'm pretty sure the origin of Skid Row is the fact there used to be like uh, an un- like a, p- a, s- a resource center for people that were like on the verge of homelessness and like or that was sort of like a YMCA where they was like very low rent and they could live there and then they somebody bought it and shut it down and turned it into you know apartments or whatever and then they yeah. were just like. Well, I don't know where to fucking go. And then they just started living on the street. And uh, and now it's years, years later, and it's still fucking, still fucking there. Skid Row is an area of approximately 50 square blocks located just east of downtown Los Angeles. Also known as Central City East, the area has a longstanding history as a residential neighborhood with those with the least. For those with the least. That's from skidrow.org. And... Yeah, they're saying it only dates back to 1989, but Skid Row the band I feel like is from before '89. So yeah, that uh, seems. Was that Sebastian Bach? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <clears throat> During the Great Depression of the 1930s, LA's Skid Row saw an infusion of men from the rest of the United States heading west in hopes of earning a living. Often they wound up on Skid Row, where they would could find housing, food, or shelter of some kind. The pattern of this transient population continued in 
into and past the Depression well into the 1950s and 60s, but the 1970s saw a dramatic and profound change. For once the population had been dominated by mostly men who suffered from alcoholism, the 70s brought Vietnam veterans and heavy drug users. Seems like there's an overlap with the war on drugs and explosion. Yeah. Perhaps. There's also all that... uh I have no idea if this is even a conspiracy theory, but this is all uh, the whole MK Ultra thing, where it's like, oh, we had these government tests on these uh, unhoused people, so we uh, we're just gonna drop them off here. Yeah, we're just gonna leave them at. And see we'll just they, add to the problem here. Yeah, I don't know too much about MK Ultra. It, they did uh, experiment with LSD on them. Yeah, without telling them what was happening. Oh. So it's like all. Um, I f- that is a big part of it. Like, I and it's not like if like you have somebody who takes a ton of acid, it stays with you. Like I knew a girl in college who grew up and her parents would give her acid. Like hmm. they're real hippie dipshits, oh, but you- they would <laughs> give not her Republican. Yeah. The, there's no uh, um, big country club favors for them, but uh, they would give her acid and she would ha- have like flashbacks like every day, all day, like, she would walk into a room and see 12 people and there'd be like three real people, but nine imaginary people that she would think were real and be like, Oh, sorry. That's just yeah. the acid that's in my system. I've only done a very, I did like a half a tab of acid and it was like, it's a 12 hour experience. Yeah. And it, there, the, the ride itself was fine because a, I knew I was getting into it. I took a very small dose and it was a, it was awesome, but like I went into it with the awareness of what was happening. But if you just get dosed, or like you're not expecting having it, that I that it has to be so fucking jarring, especially if you're like you're losing your mind. Yeah, yeah. Like, and if you it's, have PTSD and like yeah. you know trauma, war trauma, and all this, and like you're basically like getting thrown at, thrown up to fucking sixty thousand feet above sea level without no one telling you how you got there or yeah. that you're there or if you have it. like a predisposition of like schizophrenia or something where yeah. like all of a sudden that's the thing that ticks you over and now now the yeah. government or the military who is ever doing these tests was like uh and we you, don't and no, you gotta think test that, is over so leave and you gotta think whoever they were drafting into uh vietnam war it was probably at people at the age where mental illness like or, you know, surfaces or like symptoms, and yeah. then either it's exacerbated by drug use, which seems to be the pattern. Because the people that I know who have had like legitimate uh, mental health—I mean, not to not to illegitimize other people's mental health struggles—but the people with the most severe mental health illnesses seem to come up in the eighteen to twenty-two year range, and was made so much worse by weed alcohol and whatever other cocktail of drugs so you know the government was just like they don't know what they're fucking doing and then the next thing they know they've created a super like a a weapon x of yeah (laughs) of lsd flashbacks the military and shit used like the studies they used to do like you ever heard about the minnesota starvation study like not uh they basically just starve people to see what the effects of starvation have on the human body so they could be better prepared for it so like they were seeing a lot of uh um concentration camp survivors and they're like how do we do this like how do we help these people get back to where they were Mm -hmm. we had no idea how this works so they did this study in minnesota where people who couldn't really serve in the military during world war ii were kind of roped into this study where it's like they told them but really didn't make it clear what this thing would be so they basically starved them and then they would have to like live in these uh barracks and dorm dormitories and stuff and kind of like just go about your daily life and they're like these dudes were talking about how they've eaten like a spoonful of rice for two days and they would go out and they'd see like people eating in this minnesota town i think it was like in uh, minneapolis but they'd see like people in restaurants and the the hate that they would feel for those people (laughs) because like when you are starving your body's shutting down you're not thinking clearly they were like i want to kill that person that's eating that hamburger (laughs) because i can't eat that hamburger um but like that was kind of necessary because that's what basically um invented like mres and stuff like that so like that's how we learned these are the 
a certain amount of nutrients that you need for like to be like in the field type of thing but at the total expense of american citizens where we're like yeah progress we got scientific progress we got to figure this out yeah it i mean the the effect that hunger has just like not even starvation just hunger or blood sugar levels it's just like there have been studies about like the the way a judge will rule based off of whether they had lunch recently and it's Jesus. it's it's insane like how much more like just terribly they'll rule if like they if, if it's in within a window of how how recently they've eaten that's a snickers commercial you don't <laughs> see <laughs> yeah be part of justice snickers you sent 12 people to uh, life in prison today uh, maybe try a snickers you're not yourself when you're hungry <laughs> yeah Try bro, tr- try probation for this a uh, little it, bit. It's fucking true, man. Like I had a my my buddy Johnny. He was always like, whenever my wife and I are have, if we have to make a big decision or if we're about to fight, we put a pin in it and we either eat and we s- or we sleep and we drink water and then we come back to it. <laughs> it's a very rational way to think of yeah, it. I'm like, I'm like, you have a fucking saint of a wife. Like, yeah. I've never met anyone. We like, make sure it's not too humid, not too hot, yeah. not too cold. Also, you're a saint if you can also be in the in the grips of the hanger and then be able to like, you're fucking right. I'm sorry. Well, I'm going to go drink a fucking I've been cow. eaten in four hours. <laughs> I think about that all the time because I'm always just like uh, working on, you know, set and whatever. We're, we're there for 10 to plus hours generally. And there's just usually there's craft services. I'm like, it's kind of fucking funny that like somebody's whole job is craft services is just to uh, supply snacks for adults. And then I'm just yeah. like, yeah, dude, but like you have to because like all these yeah. different like personalities, like you just have to have salt and sugar and fucking liquids around or people will lose their fucking mind and just i think that's like a big thing in the entertainment industry because like when i got hired at nbc the main thing that they kept bringing up to me was make sure to take your lunch hour and i was like yeah i get it like but sometimes you get busy and you work and she's like you cannot work through your lunch hour you you have to take it you have an hour for your lunch you have to eat your lunch and i was like this is when she's just kind of bombarding me with all these other facts, but she just kept bringing back to that. It's like, make sure you take your hour for lunch. Yep. I was like, all right. Yeah. Legally. That's also a thing. Cause like, uh, they can get sued if you, if you are feel pressured to not take breaks. Yeah. And, um, if it's not work through lunch and yeah, like that kind of thing can come back. Cause at the bar, that's like a big, which is fucking hilarious because like they're, they're always harping on us that we have to take these 10 minute breaks. And, like nobody it's not a break it's just we're clocking out so like on paper they're not paying you for 10 minutes yeah no i mean we have these 10 minute paid breaks and if you work more than six hours you have to take a 30 minute unpaid whatever point but point being they're not actually breaks so it's just like on paper yeah they're saying we have to take these breaks but they're not really allotting us the time to actually take a break so it's just like Yeah. yeah you think you're not like for the all the legal reasons you think you're doing this you're not like i feel like you could still get sued which is the whole reason because yeah. one of the old some old door guy that that's his thing he's like he's suing because he didn't get his breaks or whatever and it's just like yeah wh- how, what do you how much money are you really going to get out of this because if it's good maybe i'll do it too yeah <laughs> just kidding let me know put me on a class action <laughs> can i get a can i get a can i get just a a seven dollar and eighty six dollars seven dollar and eighty six cent check sent yeah. to me randomly I mean, that's the weird thing about it. Like, when you realize TSA, TSA is just all theater. Like, they're not actually doing anything. It's there to give the illusion of, like, order and safety. They're not doing anything. So, like, (laughs) they're just there to be like, oh, go through the machine. We got to check for this shit. (laughs) What if you find something? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Like, there's never, like, a thing. Like, I don't know. That's just the thing of like going through TSA and realizing this is all nonsense. Like we're not. Yeah, it's probably like a, a mainly a deterrent because like the amount of times that I've like forgotten that I had like a box cutter or a knife and then it made it through just fine. Yeah. Like carry on. And the amount of times that I've like remembered that I had a knife and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I got to throw this away. 
So it's like, like the whole process we have to take off our shoes yeah. is because one person one time tried to sneak a bomb onto a plane in a shoe that he didn't make it through. One time. Yeah, and the, the liquid thing too, and that's got to mostly be alcohol. Like they're like, well, that's the weirdest <laughs> thing is like you can have all the liquid you want as long as they're in small little vials. Like, yeah, just divide your bomb up into equal parts, and then you're fine. Which, if you're sneaking a bomb on, a, I'm not trying to give ideas here, but if you're sneaking a bomb on a plane, wouldn't you do that already? <laughs> like, I want to keep these things separated until I actually need yeah, them. I think the people that have decided to, to bomb an airplane have probably done the due diligence be like i think i i got it figured out yeah like, if i'm here yeah uh, this or is it's, it or it's just like you know okay you can't have a box cutter that could only do so much damage or whatever but it's like if you really wanted to just like high tinsel string wire i mean and you can do uh, i guess that's not true but i was gonna say like you can do just as much damage with a pen that you can with a box cutter but Maybe not. Maybe if you're a trained killer, but, you know, thankfully. It's a pretty simple s- situation of just stab. Yeah, <laughs> like just fucking get stereo wire. And just be like, yeah. It's not, I don't know. You could get shit done. Yeah. Like, hey, why do you have this uh, 60-foot length of rope? No reason. <laughs> don't worry about it. I'm into rock climbing. I like to be tied down when I fly. I have, <laughs> I have a real paranoia. <laughs> I don't know why before you said tied down, I immediately went sexual, but <laughs> like, I like to be uh, tie me down and put this blanket <laughs> over me and do not check on me. <laughs> I like to be tied up in an airplane bathroom and beaten until I come. I <laughs> yeah. You know, everybody's got their things. I don't know how I opened up this door, but, um, yeah. you know, it's that weird thing. Once we go over 30,000 feet, I am ready to go. Oh, man, I always I think about that a lot. Tying it back to MK Ultra, my buddy, uh, he's a comic. Rafael de Camargo had a bit about he took LSD in the line for TSA. Jesus, and um, it was a long line. And by the time the LSD hits, they were that he was um, taking off. And when they hit cruising altitude, he came. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as the bing. <laughs> The fasten seatbelt sign comes off. He's like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> like, that is... I've never had that experience. So no. Wow, that's... Uh, <laughs> you got you got to find good. the joy in everyday life, that's, I guess. That's good shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what a... What a strain? Strand? Of LSD. <laughs> this brown acid, it's good. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, do you think... I think crime has gotten worse. I, I think I think the gap is widening between the top and the bottom, and I think the bottom is uh, well. It's also like and bottoming out. The more you see people like rich people get away with crime, you're like, this oh, is bullshit. Not like, even rich people. When I when the people stealing my shit and breaking into my car and stuff, I'm just like, oh. Also, oh, <laughs> that seemed like a wet one. You come here for the professionality, is what we have. Professionality, that's our right. oh, no. uh, I broke my skull candy. Oh no! Somebody stole my fucking walls. Um. <laughs> Speaking of unhoused people, <laughs> somebody stole my fucking walls. <laughs> no, they did. Well, that's what I was saying is like, um, so the week that my car got broken into, uh, was, uh, I was working on a job and it was like a three day job. I was building, uh, a, like a convention center. What do they call it? Trade show, a trade show booth. Yeah. And <clears throat> it was some guys from Canada. Long story short, we were just building it in a Home Depot parking lot. And we just bought the tools in the Home Depot. He wanted to return them. They didn't let him return them. Well, blah, blah, blah. But working in multiple Home Depot parking lots in Anaheim, which if you don't aren't aware of Anaheim, is codenamed Anacrime, which oddly, the home of Disneyland has a lot of, a lot of crime for whatever reason. I can see that. And uh, uh, first of all, we 
we bought um like a an like a battery powered stapler like just for um you know it's a, it's like just a low grade framing nailer essentially yeah but long so we buy all of our our shit and we are tooling it out to the my truck to build and we can't find one of the tools we bought and it was like it was quick it was quick like we we paid for our shit we're out at the car and we're like did it fall off did they not put it on the cart somebody had just fucking grabbed it and walked off yeah it was like that quick and like it was it was crazy Jesus. and i i didn't believe it at first and then the next day i was i was returning some paint and i watched somebody walk in and there was like a cart of returns and he just grabbed a dewalt drill right off the cart and just walked right out not because like home depot if you don't know <laughs> doesn't have as a no chase policy most places have a no chase that like i've heard of i yeah i'm not saying there's this and, a blanket statement go try it and as far as, as as i understand it california also has a, a no prosecution policy for an amount less than like ten thousand dollars or something so if you don't if you don't steal more than that, like you're kind of in the clear, like you'll, you might get arrested. Scribbling down my notes. Yeah. But to your point, when you're like, I see these rich people doing crime. I'm like, fuck, I'm seeing these people doing crime. I'm like in line, like a sucker. Yeah. I'm going to pay full price for this. I mean, that's like the whole thing is like, I think most business, like national businesses, it's my Midwestern accent coming out there. National. Um, uh, they're all insured, so they probably make more money when they do get stolen from. <laughs> so, like, it's not like that's when the whole AutoZone Black Lives Matter thing happened. They're like, "How could they destroy this AutoZone? <laughs> Who fucking cares? <laughs> like, people are dying, man. Like, um, yeah, that. I mean, that's generally how I feel, but it's also just like on a personal level, I'm like, well, why the fuck am I paying full price when these people are just walking it out for free? Yeah, and it's like, but that's like that's the. Uh, a social agreement, I guess, is just that's like the that's the thin line of society. That's the reason we don't go in the carpool lane <laughs> all the time, being with our fingers out the air, out in the <laughs> our middle fingers out the window. Oh, man. I'm pretty. I've been skirting that one for a minute. I'm like, I see it like, it's just I. No one knows it but me. But I'm just like, I'm not doing that. I'm not to that level. <laughs> I use this it as is a society. And we We're living to, in a society, man. We have to uphold certain standards or it all's going to yeah. fall into the sea. I feel like if I caved to that, I'd, I'm just going to be attacking people in parking lots. Yeah, but I think everybody has that line that they don't cross. And like, I think, you know, sometimes it moves a little left or a little right, depending on how things if are going. If you've eaten that day. If you've eaten that day. <laughs> how much thirsty, crime you've experienced. How much water you've drank. Who broke into your car. How recently and what they took. Uh, that that kind of shit. Yeah, because uh, I've definitely my my line has moved quite a bit <laughs> in the last month or so. Where I'm like, <clears throat> I, you know, I'm I'm pretty not pro cop, but uh, you know, I got my car broken into and then my bike stolen. And I'm just like, we need to give them fucking bazookas. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing. Was like my car got stolen in in Detroit when I was in college. And the response I got for, when I went to the police station was basically shrug shoulders. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> like, what I got. <laughs> Bummer, man. Yeah, like, that's what I got when my car got, They're like, I mean, you can come down here and fill out a, a police report if you want. Or you yeah. can do it online. I'm like, Good thing it, we're funding you guys. Yeah, I'm like, will it do anything? He's like, nah, not really. Yeah. <laughs> like, cool. Um, well, I'll go fuck myself then. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for your time. How about we just not give you a tank this year yeah. and um, uh, you I'm fucking gonna, figure out where my car went? Yeah, I'm going to wear a ghillie suit in my fucking driveway, and then when somebody pulls up, I'm going to fucking shoot them. How about... <laughs> yeah. I'm going to blow their kneecaps out, and hopefully they don't realize that I live here. Yeah. I feel like this this world would operate a lot better if we had like, a Michael Douglas falling down situation where like there's consequences... You can do whatever you want, but realize. Yeah, but it's just like this is a dangerous podcast. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're angry white men. I, no. feel, I feel like there was similar podcast to this right before January sixth. Yeah, no, but that that is very true because um, sorry, I lost my train of thought by touching this dog. What did you just say? 
dead air. <laughs> um, uh, about Michael uh, Douglas falling down. Oh, the how there's no consequence. And it's like across the board where, where it's just like, all right, everybody's getting away with everything, essentially. And it's like the only people that seem to be held accountable are like the average everyday person, which is like, you know, the the top tier are all fucking acting with impunity. Yeah. The it's like taxes. Like the only people that pay taxes are poor people. <laughs> Poor people and what used to be the middle class. So, like, I don't know. Like, the rich do pay taxes. They pay, they avoid more taxes because they have more money that could go to taxes and they've figured out the ways to not pay them. But they do pay taxes. Like, yeah, they do. Just not the taxes that they owe. (laughs) Yeah. You know, depends on what, who you, what we define as rich and how rich we're talking. Like, the upper tier have found, you know, I've paid more taxes in the past year than Jeff Bezos has. <laughs> hmm. So. <laughs> Is that true, Sean? Yeah, he paid zero. How? Or Amazon did. Well, he's not Amazon. Yes. So, just be clear. I have to defend my man, De- Jeff Bezos. <laughs> if <laughs> if businesses are people, Amazon did not pay their, their taxes. Well. And they haven't. That's why we all should boycott. That's why we should all follow behind the Amazon trucks and just steal the truck, actually. Yeah. Stop stealing packages. Start stealing the trucks. This is how we build our I feel like Amazon's kind of slowly uh, phasing themselves out by the shitty quality of everything on their platform. (laughs) (laughs) Like, hey, do you want a fork that breaks in two days? Here you go. Do you want dry erase markers that show up dry? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so I feel like that that's going to take care of itself. But yeah, I mean, there is a natural ecosystem in in the in companies and corporations. But we'll uh, I don't know. Will they be spared when the revolution comes? We'll find out. Probably yeah. not. I don't, that's another part is just like how like it's crazy how much people just take part in it. And they're just like, well, I guess I got to do this. And it's the convenience of it where you're like. It hasn't hit you to that point where you're like, there's not like a galvanizing moment of like, yeah, this is totally fucked up. Well, I think we're like heading, it feels like we're heading towards that where everybody like, hopefully to some end, we're going to get to a point where you're like, we're done. This can't happen anymore. Which I mean, like, if you base it on history, that's kind of the cycle it goes in is that prosperity, corruption revolution like it, it yeah, just continually i mean we've been on the ground we're boots on the ground baby yeah like we, we're we've been talking about this for a while but like i feel like we're all getting to the point where it's just like the the gap between the bottom and the top is so gnarly and like nobody's being held accountable where it's just like and then they're just like throwing us not even new options the same shitty options from four years ago where it's like, oh, yeah, this is going to change everything. Nothing's going to change. It's going to be exactly the fucking same right or left, conservative, Republican, whatever. Yeah. Whichever way we go. We're like, you're literally giving us the same fucking options and acting like any like, no, go do better. Get back to the drawing board. Bring us other options. Act, and if you don't, now is the time where there will be consequences. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're I'm on a list. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're getting there at least this. like it's incrementally getting there i think because like you saw how many people were unionizing where like the majority of the u.s like wouldn't even think about that if they had shitty like a, a shitty workplace like i feel like a lot of people like at starbucks or something wouldn't be like we should probably unionize it was never a thing until like two two years ago where now it's like oh they need us. Like, we're the only people making the shit that makes them money. So if we just shut down, like that Stanhope bit about, you want to shut down Wall Street, just have 700 people walk into a Bank of America and <laughs> apply for loans. That is the best idea I've ever heard of because, yeah. like, that will cripple that industry. Well, that's where, like, I mean, I if you don't if you don't know the Stanhope bit, you should definitely try check it out because it is it's just a very practical way to protest because it's like. You go in and either you clog up their means of commerce and making money by 
you know, given applying for frivolous loans and just basically getting in the way, just burning their time. Yeah, which is it, it, it. I think about that all the time because when I see all these protests, like, oh, they stopped traffic, and you're like, okay, cool, symbolically great. You know, you shut a lot down of eyes, but you're hurting the wrong people. Exactly. It's yeah. like the people in traffic are uh, the working class people that are heading to work, and either you're gonna probably hurt your cause or you know deter people from being part of it because they're going to get yeah. punished by people that are late. on the fence are going to be like you yeah. made me late for work so but if yeah. you were smart if if we could find it's a i think it is a lack of leadership i think it's a lack of people being like we need to target these places in these ways and hurt the their bottom dollar this in, in these ways effectively non-violently legally and if you can do those things if you can if you can dam up the fucking revenue streams in a way that it actually hurts like the the gods with all this palestine stuff like a lot there has been a big big boycotts of like all the large uh corporate funders of of uh, palestine or, i'm sorry of uh israel and it's like there has been a dollar amount towards like starbucks that's been hurt mcdonald's has been hurt and that's great but there's probably even better ways where it's like all right don't fucking block off the 405 go block off mcdonald's <laughs> yeah or like you know there's just smarter ways to protest where which it's i think like, i mean this is a very uneducated outsider stance of this but like as you do on the parking lot drunk podcast those dudes that were from. like uh bombing the shipping uh channels outside of israel uh the houthis mm-hmm. like Yes, th- that's essentially what they're doing is like, we're going to take away your shipping lanes. That's going to grind you to a halt. But those people are going coming up against the uh, full military might <laughs> of uh, the Western uh, military uh, complex where they're just getting bombed to the fucking Stone Age because yeah. they're not a military. <laughs> they're just fucking uh, people that are like fed up with this and they sell that. But it's a dangerous system. Uh, it specifically for them because yeah we can go shut down these shipping lines oh wait there's fucking tomahawk missiles <laughs> pointed yeah, at us like, now. that's how dire the situation is that they're willing to do that and it's just like which is so fucked up like i think the the true true colors of the american government are like we're not even going to acknowledge this genocide <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, dude, it's it is it's fucking david Verth. 12 goliaths like it's not even a thing and they're like uh everything's good everything like clearly we have interest to protect in those places but it's insane that there's a fucking genocide happening (laughs) and they're not even like and i don't there's i don't i've never i have not heard one valid argument that is like no it isn't a genocide i'm like how like this is yeah like i always think about that like Man, if I was around in it's in fucking the, Star Wars. Yeah, if <laughs> like, I was around during the Holocaust, I would have done blah blah blah. I can't believe like, you know, uh, the U.S. was not allowing refugees coming from you know all these uh, places with such like huge Jewish populations, and it's like that is happening now. Like these like like women and children, I think are they're or from the Ukraine at least. They were allowed to like um, immigrate and move and whatever. But like, yeah, every I mean, it's clearly just we have interests in israel so it's like yeah i mean uh, i've heard it described as the 51st state and just like the um, I, you, you can get real deep into the, the fucking conspiracy game on the, on that but like yeah it it's just it's crazy the, well it's like, like okay you look at the numbers of who's been killed we get hamas attacked you that was a fucking shitty thing to do but you have to look at the social context of that. They've had their back against the wall for 50, 60 years. Yeah. But, like, you you push people to a wall and then be, like, surprised when they're angry <laughs> that they've been pushed to a wall. Like, Not, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and it's also just, like, every every action. I don't understand why, like, a ceasefire, why we aren't calling for it. Because we don't even have to do anything. We'd just be like, yeah, and we should probably. Bi- and Biden, like, threw it out. Like, everybody else voted for it, and the U.S. was like, nah. Yeah. And it's, it is – war is its own economy, and I, I am so ignorant to the entire – I'm aware of the military-industrial complex, but to, like, to the degree, like, this is just some stuff – such fucking dark, like, 
Well, obviously, this is a lucrative thing for a lot of people, and like that, it it is a it. I I don't know if it's just cynicism, but like, if it wasn't making money, we would stop. So like, I don't know who's yeah. making the money and how. Like, if it's all Lockheed Martin shit, where it's just like all these, you know, all the people in the war industry and the war machine. Well, it's also like kind of protecting your interest of like, hey, we said we would back you. We're backing you. Yeah. Fuck. You guys are acting like total right, dickheads. But if you back your buddy in a fight and, you know, he knocks the your guy Your buddy out. starts punching children. Yeah, he, exactly. And he starts burying their families in unmarked graves. You're like, hey, man, I think we've had, I think we're good. Right? Yeah. Like, Which is why. Yeah, but he might come back for me. I'm like, well, then fucking have a conversation and figure out a better plan. So don't this, fight children. Yeah, like, yeah. Don't, don't. <laughs> yeah. That too. <laughs> Again, it's Parking just, Lot Drunk has a long history of not being pro-murdering children. Yeah. Unless they're unborn. Unless, <laughs> unless they're crying during a movie or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just don't understand. Like, you can appease it all by just going, hey, let's fucking calm down until we figure this out. We'll figure it out. We don't need to fucking kill each other. Like, clearly the numbers are skewed one way so why are we still doing this like yeah and like fucking mercy rule call it and just reconvene and and initially when they're like well don't doesn't israel have a a right to defend itself and that's always like the that's always everybody's defense to what end exactly we're not still attacking germany because of what they did in world war ii and you know not what i don't know for for whatever reason let's put it this way 9-11 happened and then we have a 20, 30-year war in the Middle East and wasn't even well-targeted. It wasn't even like, all right, we're in Afghanistan, but we're also going to go. It's the most American war of haphazardly understanding the, the exactly. details. But, but, that's, like, but to the point is, like, this happened, and now we have to do this. And it's like, well, I don't, did it, you know, did the one uh, justify the other? I, probably not. But, you know, that depends who you ask and, like, who was involved. It's just like. I don't know. Like I, I know guys that are in the military and have served over there, and it's just like I don't think they're bad people for doing it. I think they just, you know, have poor leadership that are just like, well, this is what we're doing, and we're we have our interests to protect. Yeah, it's just like it's almost like you shouldn't subjugate people. Yeah, it's that that, and it's <laughs> also just like protecting our interests seems to be like the most bastardized reason to do anything now. Well, it's, it's all like, because like, hey, we acted like this dick for the past eighty years. So yeah. now we have to protect ourselves th- because we've acted <laughs> like a dick for the past eighty years. Yeah, there. I think. Uh, <clears throat> I think the chickens are coming home to roost. I think we've got a lot of unpaid debts. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and maybe, uh, maybe the uh, all the evil is just metastasizing internally, and that's what we're experiencing. Is like I just don't we're understand why blood cells. It doesn't cost us anything to just acknowledge it. Like, okay, yeah, we fucked up. Like, just say my bad. And then we can move on from that rather than being like, no, we never did that. Well, you know, if you, if that's when everything starts falling apart is when you admit that you're imperfect and that, uh, you, you can, you're capable of mistakes, then you're, then you're held culpable for all the mistakes you're currently making instead of, uh, you're just allowed to flippantly continue making them and then have to be like in 50 years, be like, you know what we were, you know what? Massacring the native population—that's our bad guys. Uh, yeah, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred years later. Indian schools hey, probably shouldn't have done that. Slavery—that's our—that mm, was a bad one. Uh, thanks for essentially building our infrastructure and all of our national making monuments. us a global superpower. Yeah, Chinese, for free. Chinese people, thanks for the railroads. Uh, sorry, we didn't recognize you as basically human. Yeah, for interning you during World War Two. Yeah, just you know, that was Japanese. <laughs> yeah. Asians, but regardless, <clears throat> you know, we'll apologize later. That's the ba- main thing. You'll get an apology, maybe eventually. Yeah, but until our then, apology is, we stop dropping bombs on you. Yeah, and <clears throat> I don't know. It's all it's coming home to roost, baby. The fiat yeah. currency, the inflation, fucking. I like how we talked about before this of like, all right, let's try let's to keep it lighthearted and <laughs> not touch on the world. Problems, yeah, but we really aren't. I'm not educated at all on me movies. either. And um, uh, I've I've listened to podcasts, which is which is the new. I I did my own research. I read a headline. <laughs> I read a headline. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I read somebody's repost of an article. I don't know where. But if came you from. expect me 
to apologize to somebody I accidentally cut off in traffic to be like, that's my bad. I'm sorry. I expect you to be like, hey, sorry we bombed the shit out of these people. Yeah. <laughs> like, <clears throat> absolutely. And uh, I don't know if you know this, Sean, but I've been uh, I've been made lead security guard at work. Oh, shit. Congrats. I know, I've been promoted. My first promotion ever. But uh, in my dealings with the public, I have realized that having a conversation uh, avoids conflict nine out of ten times. If you can just get in the middle of it, talk it out, get people separated, it usually works out. People cool their heads, they come back, and they're fine. Yeah. But if you let things blow up and then you have to fucking, you know, separate shit and fucking, you know, it's a whole other thing. And... It's just let me put me in charge. That's all I'm yeah. saying, guys. Really, really, guys. Christian, you really want to twenty twenty four? Hey, come on. That's my pl- my platform. Come on, guys. Come on. Seriously, let's just talk it out. Let's talk it. I know you have hundreds of years of animosity between your two back fucking woods thinking <laughs> bullshit ass religion. <laughs> <laughs> That's another part. Yeah. Give it up. Your God is dead. He doesn't care. Your religion is bullshit. You're carrying dead people's baggage. Move on. Update. Scientology is the new way. Yeah. If we all just got on board and followed Tom Cruise, we'd... We all just accept that there's alien overlords in the sky at all times. Interdimensional beings, as (laughs) our Lord and Savior Alex Jones has said. (laughs) Yeah. This is a crazy world we live in really is where you're just like what the fuck is this (laughs) (laughs) like i don't know like that's another thing is i I thought i think i read something that gravity is like we're approaching a point of gravity that is like unsustainable for the universe and not like on a i don't know like i don't i know things have always fallen and that is what it is but lately i'm like i feel like gravity like the the uh, the times that I just touch something and the, it immediately falls. Yeah. Like it's I'm like, gravity's stronger than it's ever been. <laughs> I, it has to be. Like it's it, pushing it, us down and making us fucking insane. I, I kind of think so. Yeah. Like, I feel like on a on a global scale, I think maybe like the rotation is up faster, and now it's like it's that know? comet in maximum overdrive that's approaching our system where we're all gonna just be uh, kind of imprisoned by our electronical devices. I don't know. It like getting back to like the original thing or not original, but like earlier when I was like, when my parents were like, is it as bad as it is? I'm like, it didn't seem so, but maybe it is. But like, it does sort of feel like, and maybe this is just getting older, but like, you know, those, those coin games at the airport or the science center or something where you throw it in and it just starts spinning around this giant thing. And then the funnel thing. Yeah. And then it it does eventually. I feel like we're in the, the, the narrow part of the funnel where it just like everything's sped up. Yeah. The force is going to be stronger and we're heading into a hole. I'm not saying it's the end, but like it does feel like we're heading. We're, we're in the, we're approaching something different. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, man, man, that's exciting. Like, if COVID taught us nothing else, like the world can still surprise us. Like, yeah, it's not necessarily a good surprise, but <laughs> that's the one thing of a COVID that has taught a lot of people of like, just kind of how bullshit practices are. Like you see it with like the return to office things. Um, I saw like this big thing on this major company that owns like a stock video site, but they were like, Hey, everybody needs to come back into the office. And then the way they said it was, uh, we're, don't mess with us. Like, so you're threatening your employees <laughs> to come back to a system that is already proven to be out of date. <laughs> like, um, and I don't understand the reasoning behind it other than people feel, well, if I don't have 20 people in front of me that I can tell what to do and I can see exactly what they're doing, they're taking advantage of me. Like, it's a completely outdated system. We don't need it. And yeah. it's been proven not to work. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's the nature of, uh, I think, systems. People just hold on to what the, what's um, familiar instead of what isn't familiar and might work better because it's just like, well, this has worked. Like, well, did it work well? Like, not really. Yeah. But it worked enough. I right? mean, no one can look at the past 
whatever three years and be like oh yeah sorry uh remote work doesn't work well it's like the, it's always the devil you know like you always want the devil you know versus the devil you don't that's why like nobody wants to go with third party because it's like yeah i mean democrats are dog shit and they're all crony fucks and the pet bought and paid for but i mean we can't have a green party they're fucking hippies or, yeah and like you know i mean every party has its pros and cons and i'm not a it's almost like when they started throwing billions of dollars into our elections that uh prices out uh people that actually want to do something rather yeah. than make themselves more rich yeah or That's, get a return on their investment i mean that this does seem a little like that sean you are correct but also just like the nature of power and the that power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely that but it's like there's so many other like hidden pieces too because like then you factor in like all the blackmail and uh you know even just on a basic level just um psychologically like once somebody becomes part of a machine they no longer see themselves as part of the workforce so it's like uh like teachers don't view themselves on the same level as students because they have to understand that they're not students yeah and that's the same thing with our political class is like and that you know on a local level they're like i'm just one of you and then you get bumped up a little bit more and then you're whatever mayor govern whatever and then you're like, well, I'm a little above you. And then you get more above and more above. And then you're like, well, I'm not. Then you find yourself on national TV saying, I'm the one who calls the shots. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't on that flight log. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit like that. Where you're like, it, it I don't know. I, it, I'm not saying it makes sense, but like you can see how you get there. Because it is just kind of like this cancerous growth where it's just like you start maybe with your best uh maybe with the best intentions and like actually helping people and then just like years progress and your level grows and it's almost like we need like term limits or, or checks and balances can't be a career politician or or just like a cd uh like a group that holds these people like, like i would it, be really interested to see what national government looked like if there was no money in it like if it was a very like if our entire government was run or, by like librarians or if we were honest about the money and we're like you can do this if you do this job at this level but the public gets to grade you and if you were held accountable and you're like no 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 we want these things you said you would give us these things yeah you gave us one thing like all all of the campaign money goes into a holding account until halfway yeah. through your term and we yeah like if 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 there was a governing body, if the if the American people had a governing body to keep the governing body in check, yeah, where it's just like, oh no 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 no, like you remove the electoral college. Or, <laughs> I don't know. It's just yeah, like, uh, murder Mitch McConnell in a public square and hold his like. It's it seems like nature's trying to do that. Bronze is <laughs> really dude, hard. I've been thinking about that too. Is like, how much does God not want these people that He just won't fucking take them? Like, best, motherfucker can't get through a press conference without freezing like a goddamn ice man. Best case scenario, best case scenario, Trump, McConnell, and uh, Biden all have heart attacks simultaneously during the next like debates where you're just like, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh my god! A lightning bolt hits all of them indoors. Like, oh, oh, okay. There is a Ooh. god. I'm going to church. He, he showed back up. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Manhattan is back in the building. <laughs> yeah. He's come down from the moon and he is ready to party. Yeah, but uh, there, there's got to be something, and just like, but it's, I, it's just yeah. like every every branch has seemingly gone. Uh, just there's just need some pruning like that's the weird thing about like national government is like you have people that i mean who knows this could all be their spin or whatever to their their angle but like it seems like there's a certain number of people that legitimately want to help people and legitimately want to get things done to to work for everybody and then there's people that are like i want to make as much money as possible as quickly as possible. Yeah. And that's the only reason they're there. Like it's frustrating for us that are like, this is fucking ridiculous, but 
imagine how it is for them to be like, I have to give you the same, like AOC has to give the same respect to fucking Marjorie Taylor Greene because she's elected and we're yep. both the same level. But you're like, I want to do something. You were here because you're a goddamn shot sideshow. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure there are good people that have the best interests, you know, and the, and it's also just like, you know, it's anybody any at any job where it's like if you show up and you want to do the best you can to do, you know, the best good, but then you're getting all these fucking people in your way or they're corrupt or they're taking bribes and you're not and, you know, they're getting ahead and you're not. And, like, uh, you know, everybody has a breaking point. We're all human. And then at, at what point are you like? And if well, everybody's breaking the rules and you're not like. What is the point? Like, other than just saying to yourself, like, I'm a good person. Like, it doesn't. And, like, integrity doesn't pay the rent. And, you know. You're not a part of the system anymore. And, you know, on uh, on the dark end of the thing is, like, if if you're the only one not getting dirty, like, there's a long history of taking these people out. Yeah. So it's also. Crooked cops. Yeah. You got to have a little bit of dirt on you and, like, you know. How, what kind and where you got it is, uh, I guess that's up to you, but it's just like, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not saying I get it, but like, you can see how it happens. And it's obviously happening because, like, yeah. uh, you know, there's only, uh, there's Bernie and who knows, <laughs> who knows what's going to come out. <laughs> who, yeah. You know, he could be a fucking. Bernie's been screaming at traffic since 1980, and yeah. like they still don't give him a chance. So like, and yeah. AOC could be, you know, a fuck. Who knows? Who knows what dirt? Who's got? And like, just it is what it is. But but I mean, it's not all terrible, because not only have the Michigan Wolverines won the national championship in football, the goddamn Detroit Lions are playing for the NFC Championship t- today. So. I can't be totally bad or like against everything in this world See, because like yes. See, you get it. Bread and circus, Sean. Yeah. Bring it back to bread and circus because there's all these things wrong. But as long as we can drink beer and watch football, throw on Netflix, it's all gonna be okay. I mean, call it a distraction, <laughs> but uh, I've heard uh, put on so many times in the past week, and I could not be more proud of the city of Detroit. <laughs> fucking chanting goddamn jared goff at high school uh cheerleading competitions hockey games games that don't even make sense to chant at uh (laughs) the city of detroit is coming out strong and i'm here with you because i love every goddamn second of that is that is a good thing right happening at least in the nfl it seems like shit town the shit the shit markets are having their moment yeah and it's weird because like this is just all personal is like as a lions fan and i've I thought it was just me, but I've read a lot of, like, just Lions fans across the world talking about this, where they're like, great, we're here. Something bad's going to happen. <laughs> like, that's been the, that's the mentality of, like, okay, cool, we won, but that's it's the next game. Midwest. So, yeah. And it's just because we have 30 years of experience to realize oh, yeah. this is what happens. But I'm just excited for people that, like, you, we get to show like the rest of the world what Detroit is like as a f- sports city, and it's it's unlike anything I've ever seen. Like, if LA doesn't win a championship, I think everybody just goes back to their lives. Yeah. If Detroit gets to a point where they could maybe win a championship, the city shuts down and we yeah. celebrate for fucking weeks. Vancouver like, rioted when they lost the Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> um, yeah. So Buffalo has built an entire uh, mafia. <laughs> yeah. On a losing franchise. So that's like the cool thing to kind of share with people that like live in L.A. and are used to L.A. sports where they're like, oh, the, the Lakers didn't win the championship this year. Oh, fuck it. Whatever. I'm not paying attention. We've been watching losing football for 33 years. Yeah, your, your entire life has been... Pe- <laughs> penetrated by thanksgivings of losing football yeah to to eating a lot feeling tired and then feeling frustrated because the lions <laughs> lost that's been my entire life up until this point so but the weird thing is like we don't break on it like it feels like la i was talking to my buddy who's from la who's always talking about like the lakers and stuff is like la has a lot of fans that if they're winning great if they're not winning they don't pay attention like detroit will sell out a 
a fucking stadium to watch a team go 0 and 16. <laughs> so it's it's an impressive thing that I don't think a lot of people outside of like these smaller markets get to experience. Um, so it's cool to see that on a nation um, yeah. I mean, level. I've been pretty loudly not pro NFL for a long time, but it's also like I I don't know. I'm I'm coming around and I maybe it's too uh bandwagony to be like I don't know. I like I'm a I'm a I'm a fan fan. Like I'm a fan of you being a fan. I'm a fan of yeah. Drew being a fan of the Bengals. I'm a fan of Buffalo Bills fans. I'm a fan of like any shit team that's been terrible forever who's like finally getting their shine and like it is very frustrating <laughs> for to like for the Bengals for instance to get to the Super Bowl and then lose but it's also just like man that's fucking perfect yeah <laughs> it's exactly that makes the sense. kind of disappointment they lose been, to Los Angeles <laughs> exactly yeah. like god it's just a like a little fucking encapsulation of the world you're like yeah all these loyal people that have been fans throughout the it's just time. an abusive relationship where you're like <laughs> he just he just had a bad day at work yeah. and uh, it's just like what wins money money won the fucking yeah. glitz and glamour that's what proved out not heart not integrity uh, yeah not loyal fan base fuck the world <laughs> which makes like that that aspect of sports very interesting because you have those situations where like this is another Detroit thing, but, like, uh, when the Pistons beat, like, an all-star team, Lakers, in four games, it was, like, we didn't have, like, really any big stars or anything, but they had Shaq, Carl Malone, Gary Payton, Kobe. Like, they had everybody, and we beat them. It was, like, the, the national, like, press had no idea how to react to it. <laughs> They're, like, oh, this team totally collapsed. Like, we didn't – so we weren't oh, good yeah, enough yeah. to beat them. They just collapsed. Oh, yeah. It's, it was their fault, not your yeah. success. Which is, like, another weird thing that kind of, like, breaks down the wall of, like, you look at all these sports talking heads people. Like, if you look at, like, how they talk week to week and go back to kind of see what they've said, they have no idea what they're talking about. No, no. Like, even the people that are regarded as, like, the top of the business, they're just wrong, like, 85% of the time. And it's all just opinion. It's not anything. It's not based on anything. So, Well, it's also just having to be able to get the sound bite. That, like, that's a big part of it. And it's also just, like, you got to think where these people came from. And, like, they're not, they're not a broadcast background. There's not a narrative, like, angle. Or you're just trying to get, like, yeah, that speaking of the sound bite, like, you're just trying to be... Oh, I'm the I'm the weird take guy. Yeah, yeah. This is the thing I just to say to piss off people. Um, but it's weird when you like look at it. You're like, I don't ever remember you saying anything correct about sports. <laughs> I know people that like work at a gas station that know more about sports than you do. Like, what are you talking about? Well, that's yeah. I mean, that's why like the <clears throat> the fringe uh, sports fans like have, have have risen up, or like why a Cameron is more entertaining than anyone on actual sports TV because it's like he has nothing to lose he has honest opinions and he's a fan of whatever he's talking about so it's like coming from a f pretty educated like yeah. unbiased or i mean biased but like un not paid for yeah. angle so it's just like you know and also like if you're from the you're always going to get a better uh, perspective from somebody that's not in the machine itself because the people that are actually in the industry are going to have to be held accountable by the people they're talking about. So they're going to, well, that's the weird thing is they're, they're not though. Like there's national people like skip Bayless, for example, he can say like he, often he does. He just says whatever he's thinking. Cowboys are the best team, regardless if they haven't made it past <laughs> the first round of the playoffs in whatever, 20 years He's like, Oh, they're the best team. Like your whole, your whole position is just to rile up people. It's not meant to be any situation of expert analysis or anything. You're just like, you're, you're kind of worthless, but yeah. I don't know. But that's just, um, it's that's just television. Yeah. That's just entertainment. Yeah. And like getting a response rather than like, uh, cause if it was like based on fact, it would be an essay, not a, yeah, so that is what it is. But anyway, does, do the Lions have like a who day? Uh, no, it's just uh, let's go Lions. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Keep it simple. All right. 
Um, yeah, let's go Lions. I, <laughs> I mean, we we t- we touched on a lot of topics. I feel like we spanned the gamut. Um, pretty much solved the Middle East conflict. There is no bibliography for this entire podcast, yeah. so don't try to check any of the stats <laughs> we've said. Yeah, speaking of being entertaining and not knowing what the <laughs> fuck you're talking about. Yeah, really tie it together towards the end there. We might be one of those or none of them. <laughs> yeah. But I think that, I mean, well, uh, hopefully... Say it every week. Hopefully, we'll get going a little more frequently. But um, yeah, I uh, I'll be around next week if you want to record again. But um, yeah, yeah, let's let's go. Twenty twenty four, baby. Come on, Lions. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a, a an election watch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's an election year, baby. <laughs> we'll put on some ties and fucking uh, get in front of the uh, the green screen to kind of talk about elections. God damn it. <laughs> Still same choices, uh, <laughs> shit choices as uh, last year or yeah, last we'll, time. We'll have like the stock ticker at the bottom and just see like Smith & Wesson, stock <laughs> is up. Coca-Cola, stock yeah. is up. North Rome gun rep, uh, <laughs> stock is up you always. See, you see Trump talking. <laughs> just like, <laughs> you're like, oh, Ford, way up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, it's been fun. It's always good catching up with Sean. Yeah. It was a good time. Welcome to the, uh, the dog pound. Uh, I got a desk for our studio. We got cameras. We're going to hit the multimedia world this year. Yeah. All right. Well, as uh, as always, it's been a pleasure. Cheers.